0: Please leave a message after the tone.
1: Hello, my name is Adam Sandler, and welcome to So 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 Sandler's, the Sandman movie podcast. A gabagoo!
2: Welcome everybody to So 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 Sandlers, the Adam Sandler movie podcast, where we talk about famed spawn of Satan Adam Sandler. I'm joined today with my co-host, as always, Kerry John Jones. Hi. <laughs> and we're gonna have a much better week than we did last week. Uh, if anyone's yeah. listened to that? Don't just listen to this one instead. You have a much better time. Uh,
3: last week. So was the movie d- dreadful. Yeah, go on. It's the like- last
2: week was. Was pain. Yeah. Alright, so obviously this movie is we'll be talking about this week is little Nicky
1: Meet Nikki.
2: Hello, friend.
1: It's his first day in New York City. <laughs> After a day like this, hey, can I
4: ask you something?
1: <gasps> most people would pack up and head home. <sighs> But for Nicky, this is a picnic compared to where he's from. Hell! That's a truck, son. Don't
0: stand in front of them.
5: Well, I'll have to take a mulligan on this one.
0: <laughs>
1: now, he's giving Earth one more chance. My name is Beefy. And I'm an old friend of your father's. And this time, there's someone to show him the ropes. Now, kid, put it in your mouth. Oh, boy. He's starting to feel new things. (laughs) I like it better than the gelati. And even make some new friends.
5: Wrap your minds around this, Chicago.
4: I love this song. I
5: command
1: you to spread the blood of the innocent. Oh, my God. Chicago is awesome. (laughs) But the last thing his evil brothers want... Out, brother. Is for Nikki to be happy. You can't make me go back. Of course I can. Forcing him release your evil to find some powers of his own. <sniffs> this Coke tastes like Pepsi. You changed a Coke into a Pepsi. That was your big transformation. That was pretty good for my first try. From the guys who brought you the Water Boy and Big Daddy. <laughs> <laughs>
5: How can I win? You have something that he doesn't have. I'm impediment.
1: You can do it, Nikki! Adam Sandler. Never doubt my skill. Little Nikki. No! Yeah! I mean
4: woof woof
2: Little Nicky is a 2000 American fantasy comedy film directed by Steven Brill, written by Brill, Adam Sandler and Tim Hurley. Starring Adam Sandler, Patricia Arquette. Patricia, Patricia? Patricia. Patricia, yeah. Harvey Keitel, Reese fans uh Tommy Lister, uh, he's better known as Tiny Lister, and Rodney Dangerfield. The film depicts the son of Satan and an angel as he tries to save his father and prevent his demonic brothers from taking over Earth.
3: Yeah. Um. This is...
2: What's what's your history and what do you think of this movie, Gary? I, I used to... Yeah, this this used to be one of the ones
3: I used to watch when I was a kid. Yeah. And, <laughs> like, all, all the time. it's used to be one of the ones that I used to quote as well. Especially the Popeye Chicken. <laughs> I I remember when I was a kid, I went to oh, it was like one of the Canary Islands and there was a Popeye's Chicken there, and I remember. Oh, I, remember no I remember asking
2: my parents, "Can we go to Popeye's Chicken?" because of <laughs> because of Little Nicky. Oh fuck you know. I've actually never had Popeye's Chicken, but <laughs> apparently it's pretty good. Yeah. Uh what, what's your history? This this is absolutely. My favorite Adam Sandler movie, no doubt. This is incredible.
3: Yeah, I had a lot of fun with it. <laughs>
2: I've I've not watched this I think since I was probably like thirteen. I, I had <laughs> I had so much fun watching this. This was an absolute <laughs> blast. I,
3: yeah, I'd, um, I had um I I had a great time uh watch, watching this. The, the last um the the last oh, connection I had with this movie is we were in Year <clears throat> Eleven and this girl. Little blonde girl came in when, in, in our class And uh, I'm not going to say her name But she came in and she had brand new glasses on And they were massive gla- glasses <laughs> Like proper retro vintage glasses And she was the only girl On the table of like six boys And we all just bullied her
2: For looking like the love interest in little Nicky <laughs> <laughs> I can <laughs> Jesus Christ <laughs> Oh little Valerie she does have a very specific look in this movie. <laughs> it, it was it was identical. Oh, but I this the, bless the, that Bless the, that girl. The
3: cast of this movie is packed as well.
2: This this cast is incredible.
3: This is probably the biggest cast we've had so far. With,
2: I'd I'd yeah. say so, especially towards what we get at the end as well.
3: Yeah. So what we got? Like
2: right? even. And like the cameos are fucking. But like I'm gonna save the main one until right at the end because I think that's yeah. that's that's the best cameo in any Adam Sandler movie, hands down. And I will die <laughs> on that hill.
3: Oh, the, the cameos in this movie are ridiculous. But they're so good. But even getting Harvey Keitel as the devil—that's
2: the devil, incredible. Yeah.
3: Like. <laughs> and R- R- Reese Vance, he was an up-and-comer at this point. As well, he's, yes. he, he's a lot bigger now. So, yes. W- where do you know Reece Evans from? Uh, Notting Hill. Not Notting. Um, yeah, Notting Hill. Yeah. Okay, Reece Evans to me will always be um from Twin Town. Uh, have you ever heard of the movie Twin Town? Twin Town. I don't think so. Tw- Twin Town. So, it's Reece Evans' f- first movie with his brother, and it's a movie about two drug obsessed, um, just criminals and joyriders. Living in Swansea, about Swansea, the whole cast are Wel- Welsh. Filmed in Swansea, and honestly, if you're Welsh and from from this area, it's a movie that you quote all the time, and it's just a cult classic for such a small percentage of the population. It's, That's fucking. Cool. It's 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 crazy. <laughs> like everyone, everyone in the, in the area, like knows Twin Town. There's, um, like. People call Swansea the pretty shitty city because of a quote <laughs> fr- from that movie. Oh, really? Yeah, that's sick. <laughs> so, it's, this area and South Wales, especially, it's it's such a big movie and like it has screenings and stuff in cinemas, and people go to watch it. And it's it's oh, that's sick. Yeah, so that's why I know Reese from. Oh,
2: okay, awesome. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I did. He is obviously he's Welsh. Yeah. Um. Yeah, he's also what's what else is he in? He the only thing I think I've it from is he's he's the main like cunty DJ in Kevin and Perry Go Lodge.
3: Yeah, he's also Luna's father in the last two Harry Potter movies.
2: Is he Luna Lovegood's father?
3: Yeah, and he's nice. The lizard in.
2: Yeah, he is. Spi- he's Spider Man. Doctor Connors in Yeah, Amazing Spider Man. Yeah. He's not in uh, No Way Home, or oh, um... yeah, is he, he has... he's not in No Way Home though, is he? he he's oh, still... sorry, he is for like half a second. Yeah, so that was repurposed footage
3: from oh, okay. The Amazing Spider-Man, but he did do the voice.
2: I was gonna say, I thought I saw something about him not actually being in the movie yeah. as like a, as like himself.
3: Yeah, he he didn't fly over because of COVID, so he just did the voice from ah. voice from home.
2: Okay, <laughs> enough about Reece Evans. Who's fantastic?
3: He's fantastic
2: in and fantastic movie, yeah. actor. Yeah, he's he's great in everything. Uh, if you want to watch a movie that he's in, any of them are great.
3: Yeah,
2: go and watch *Notting Hill*. Good movie. And go and watch *Twin Town*. Yeah,
3: w- watch w- w- watch, w- watch <laughs> *Twin Town*. It's a very specific movie for a very specific group, of, but it, it it is
2: it is good. All right, all right. What well, would we'll be a uh... I reckon we should probably get into this movie then, should we? Yeah, come on, let's do it. Alright, Kerry, I have a blurb here, and you know what we like to do with these blurbs. We have our very famous, world famous segment, Will We Curb It or Will We Blurb It? <laughs> <laughs> We've never called it that before and we never will again. It's Curb That Blurb. <laughs> so, I have this blurb here for you that i found. I will reveal the website after you told me what you'd like to do with it. Right, Okay. Okay. In a perfect world, he'd be heady, he'd be heady to headbang in his room all day to heavy metal music. But no, his mum is an angel, his old man is the devil, and like all good fathers, he insists that Nicky get involved in the family business. Nicky could think of six hundred and sixty-six things he'd rather be doing than corrupting souls or spewing evil. But when his father's command over over Hades is threatened by bullying his older brothers, I think that's a typo. <laughs> it's up un- to <laughs> unbalanced Nikki to restore the balance between good and evil on Earth.
3: Uh, I I reckon we keep that. I I like the ref. I like the references to the six six six, the old time devilly words like Hades. Yeah. Oh, actually, no. That was dog shit
2: Yes. I was so <laughs> hoping you were going to say it. Oh, yeah. thank God. <laughs> Do you want to know why? Do you want to know where that came from? The official Rotten Tomatoes blurb. Fuck off. Fuck you, you fucking cunts.
3: That was dreadful.
2: That's shocking. That was honestly awful. That, that doesn't say anything about this movie. And for a fact that we don't find out until his, his mum's an angel until like the right. last 20 minutes of the movie.
3: It's a big spoiler.
2: <laughs> yeah, it
3: is. Yeah, nah, fuck that. Yeah,
2: Fucking curve that right, yeah. And I do have some reviews here.
3: Yeah.
2: Uh, so, Roger Ebert, I've got a Roger Ebert. For some reason, we have a lot of Roger Ebert reviews on this. Like he does a lot of Sandler and a lot of Schneider movies.
3: Yeah. yeah he does a lot. Not sure why. He does a lot of movies.
2: He's, he's he probably. Oh, he, he did.
3: <laughs> yeah, he, he's probably the most famous film reviewer in the world.
2: I'd say so. He's the only one his actual name that I know. Yeah. Doesn't necessarily mean that his opinion is better or worse than anyone else's, he's just the most famous film critic. Yeah, I I think he's got shit. Well, I disagree with with that mostly, but I I agree with him on this movie. Okay. Roger Ebert of the Chicago Sun-Times gave the film a score of 2.5 stars out of 4, describing Little Nicky as the best Sandler movie to date, and the Nicky character as intriguing, whilst at the same time lamenting Sandler's lack of finesse and vocal quirks. Which, if there's any complaints with this movie, it's that voice, and that's fair enough. <laughs> in, in,
3: in that um, behind-the-scenes documentary I watched, it was so jarring to see Sandler with the little Nicky costume on, speaking like Sandler.
2: Yeah. It was so strange. It, like, I can't imagine... like if, when, if he was dressed like that in that outfit, I wouldn't be able to picture him doing anything else. <laughs>
3: oh... Yeah, no I I I agree with that. The biggest complaint is prob- probably that the vo- I don't even want to attempt the voice cuz it no,
2: it's weird. It's it's not like it's not like a speech impediment though. It's just no. It's just, it just as a sh- it's because it's it's like obviously it's it's meant to be because his mouth is to the side, yeah, but it's just raspy, isn't it? he talks like this and everything like papa's chicken is fucking awesome it's all of the movies that that's that's the voice (laughs) for 90 minutes and it 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 can get a little bit but like you you don't notice it that much but that would be my main issue uh
3: yeah no yeah I, i agree
2: right yeah uh, just a couple more things with this. I do have the Rotten Tomatoes numbers here. If you'd like to give a, give those a crack. Critics first, then audience second.
3: I still think it's rotten from the critics. So I, 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 I'm going to say like 36%.
2: 21. That's low. That is very low.
3: That, that's, I, I thought it'd be a bit... I, it obviously wasn't going to be a thing.
2: Um, it's a Sandler movie, it's not really yeah. positive for the critics.
3: And then audience, probably let's go 69%.
2: 55. Fuck, Which I thought was really low as well, yeah. I was really surprised by that. That's,
3: that is low for... It's that low because of the voice. Guaranteed it's because yeah, of the voice. Yeah, it
2: is. It's because of that voice. Uh, if, if that's your issue with this movie then that's fair enough. I can't... I can't really argue with that. That's fine. That's... It's it's definitely an a quiet taste that if you didn't enjoy it, you wouldn't enjoy the movie. <laughs> yeah.
3: Yeah. <sighs> okay. Let's do the box office numbers and we'll, we'll get into the plot.
2: Box office, I've got here for you. So, this opened at number two, uh, behind Charlie's Angels, uh, to a $16 million opening weekend. Right, okay. Uh, that was Charlie's Angels' second week at box office.
3: Oh, okay. I, I thought... So, I thought this would have opened in. L- that's not that's not a good opening. So what was the total gross? No.
2: Uh, the total gross for this was fifty eight point three. Fuck off.
3: That is so. This low.
2: did not. This didn't do well. This was like the, so. The reason people don't, I think, think this is shit, is because it really bombed, and it was the first one that really didn't do well after basically a massive hit run for Adam Sandler. Oh. So yeah, you obviously have like the Waterboy family. Uh, sorry, Happy Gilmore, Billy, uh, Billy Madison, uh, Big Daddy, and you have all of them in like five years, and then they'll make all the money, and then you have this comes out the next year, and it just doesn't do well because obviously it's a bit further out there as a movie.
3: The budget of eighty to eighty-five million <laughs> and box office of yeah. fifty-eight point three. Jesus Christ!
2: Yeah. I did not so, expect that at all. No, it really didn't do well, which is. The main, I think this is the main thing about this movie is people say that because it really didn't do well, and it was when he was like super famous too.
3: Yeah, is this the highest budget we've had so far as well? It must be.
2: I think so. Yeah.
3: Fucking hell.
2: And what? in in fairness, that comes across a lot in this. Yeah. But a lot of that is product placement <laughs> as well. That, that's there's a lot of product
3: placement in this. That's that's a lot looking back, there. there is. What that it
2: made no money.
3: Yeah, that's really annoyed me. That
2: because I, I think I'd say this this deserved a lot more money. Yeah, this is I. I'm happy to say this is the best Adam Sandler movie. And I don't care.
3: I, I would not go that far.
2: Nah, that that's how I feel. Oh, uh,
3: yeah.
2: <laughs> no, I, I loved I, this. I, I really did,
3: did. I did really enjoy. it. Like I told you earlier, I was enjoying this so much. I haven't got any notes. So. <laughs>
2: Exactly. That's the best thing to do. That's the best way to go about this. Uh, right. Sh- should you get into the uh, plot? Yeah. Should we get into the plot? Yeah. Let's do it. All right. So, with his 10,000th year reign coming to an end, after torch and after torturing Adolf Hitler, played by Christopher Carroll, by shoving a pineapple up his rump, Satan Harvey Keitel must decide which of his three sons will succeed him as the ruler of Hell. So I'm just gonna cut it there because I don't want to go through this too quickly. Yeah, we get this opening scene. It's um
3: oh, before we get it get into this, do you want to do this yeah. now or do you want to do it after with our with our new segment? <laughs> <laughs> Release. <Robert, laughs> I told you about this probably about two months ago because it's the it's the first time that this actor's popped up since the wedding singer. Oh, okay. <laughs> yes. Should, should you just do it now fuck it uh yeah i uh, um, uh, yeah, yeah okay yeah okay so i i i'd like to uh, what, what did you say uh, i'd like to introduce everybody to a brand new segment called i love it where we talk about john Lovitz <laughs> where, he, <laughs> where he pops up in this um so <laughs> john Lovitz, it, he's always an actor that pops up uh, in the Adam Sandler movie. He, he was the uh, r- rival wedding singer in The Wedding Singer. He's in this movie. He pops up in Grown Ups. He pops up all over the place. He's the one with a very, all over. very uh, distinctive voice in, in The Wedding Singer. Very
2: distinctive voice. Very distinctive face.
3: Yeah. He's the one in The Wedding Singer. That He's losing his mind and I'm reaping all the benefits.
2: Um, so,
3: <laughs> yeah, he, he pops up in this movie, which I think he's the same character. This that I can see that because we, we get the return of uh, Oh, wizards Ladies Night. We, yeah, Whenever we do. he's on screen, <laughs> so, this, so the opening to this movie is John Lovest's character. He's sitting on a tree outside this uh, woman's bedroom with a glass of wine and binoculars. I, Just I'm subscribing
2: her. to the theory that this is the same character yeah. for the wedding singer. Uh, I ha- like that a lot. It has to be. Yeah. Um. The, and- I. I. I, I so I first started obviously I'm not seeing this in so long. First started watching it and I completely forgot this was the opening scene. And just that image of John Lovett sitting in the tree, I just broke down. I was I just started pissing myself. It's just him with the full picnic out, like the full blanket and the massive basket and the wine glass and the plates. He's just on this massive tree branch. He's like twenty feet in the air. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh god I, I forgot how much i fucking love this film oh my god i was in tears all the way through this and that uh, yeah so
3: he's watching this woman undress and as she's getting naked her son runs into the room and basically interrupts the whole thing so she has to put her dressing going on and then john lovitz decides to ring the house phone and he <laughs> he's like Oh, it's, it's Tommy, please leave, leave, leave the room, Len. Let mommy have a uh, some alone time. She she needs to get ready for bed. And it's like who is this? Like, um, just tell mommy it's a big bird outside. <laughs> it's a big bird. <laughs> and, and, then, and then the mother's the mother notices him and she's like, Oh my god, Tommy, there's a there's a man in the tree outside like no, tell it's a big bird, it's a big bird. <laughs> and then they open the window, and Tommy just... Sh- I-, I think his name's Tommy, just shoots a... Uses sl- his oh, slingshot I... to shoot a yeah. bull bearing straight at Ton Lovett's head. Knocks him off the tree he and kills-, <laughs> kills him.
2: I was literally... I, was, I made a note of this. I-, I was literally like, wait, is this... This is kid's now a murderer? Like, they've completely glossed over. Uh, <laughs> and then, yeah, he-, he gets
3: sent to hell. So this is our introduction yep. to hell and Satan and whatever. And then throughout the movie, John Lovitz just pops up into scenes, and the way that he exits most of his scenes is an actual big bird comes. A big horny bird, a yeah, giant horny <laughs> bird. A G- giant horny bird comes and tries to make love to G- John Lovitz. I think it happens, <laughs> I think it ha- this big bird appears two or three times throughout the <laughs> entire movie. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, this giant, like eight foot tall raven, <laughs> and then yeah, this is our
2: introduction to hell. Yeah, so we get uh, here. We get Kevin Nealon I only realised this was Kevin Nealon today. <laughs> yeah, I was I was looking at this like, wait, no fucking way is that Kevin Nealon Yeah, so he's obviously a quite a memorable part in this, but we'll get to that a little bit later.
3: <laughs> yeah,
2: Kevin Nealon is playing the gatekeeper to hell, isn't he? And yeah, tr- so he's playing the gate. Yeah, go on. Sorry.
3: So in in the documentary I was watching, Ke- Kevin Nealon was in it quite a bit, and he he was just saying how much fun this movie was because it was. He, he described it as a frat house making a movie, yeah. because it was. Can you can- he, he was like, oh yeah, Sandler just he looks after his friends and just brings everybody in, so it is all just big funny games and
2: exactly, and then we're just it- filming a movie on the side. <laughs> What's well, not to love about that? Yeah. It- that is the exact reason I always say to people is the reason I like Grown Ups as a film. Yeah. Because he literally got four of his best mates and was like, let's go on holiday and film a movie if I was just doing funny shit. Yeah. And that must have been an absolute blast. That oh. must have been amazing. Well, which I, is why well, I love the movie Grown Ups.
3: It's all his movies, though.
2: Like, yeah, it's, it's great. Especially <laughs>
3: later on in his... Uh, like, oh yeah, let's just go, go on holiday. We'll film from... <laughs> Nine to five, <laughs> and then we we'll just take the night off. We'll, we'll go out for food, have a couple of drinks. If we need to do a scene at the table, we'll just, we'll just
2: bring a couple of cameras along. It's great. Like honestly, yeah, yeah. I can't, I can't fault Adam Sandler's uh, his business model because I, I can't see how anyone can fault him. All he does is take his friends on holiday and make some shit loads of money. And they all have a great time. <laughs> that must be the best friend ever. Yeah, he, he he does have a lot of fun with this stuff. He does. Right. Where, where were we? On the yeah. mo- where where were we? We have just gone to hell. So. Okay. We here we are. Adrian is the most devious. Cassius is the cruellest, and Nicky is the kindest. So these are the three sons of Satan. Yes. Yeah. Adrian and Cassius claim that Nicky's mother is a goat and torment him by controlling their body, tr- controlling his body with their minds. Nicky has a speech impediment, sort of, somewhat, and a disfigured jaw since his brother Cassius hit him in the face with a shovel. Satan assembles his sons to tell him that they are not ready to succeed him, and as he will continue ruling hell. So the the speech impediment. There's a
3: funny line later on in the movie about this. (laughs) (laughs) Is it the, uh, in his head? No, it's it's a line, so somebody says, but Nicky, you re- need to remember, you have something your brother doesn't, and he goes, what's that? A, s- a speech impediment? <laughs>
2: okay. So no. I mean, there's, there's a line later on in it where they're like mind-battling, and he's like, you can't beat me, you've got a speech impediment as you're in your own mind. <laughs> it's like you're in a monologue.
3: <laughs> uh but yeah, Look,
2: it's good. So, so yeah, we get, we get this scene, uh, Harvey Keitel has said it's my 10,000th year and supposedly <clears throat> in this reality, every 10,000 years, the devil changes over yeah. and he's assembled his three sons and tells them that none of them are qualified and he's going to remain for 10,000 more years. Yeah. in fairness is probably the most logical thing to do in this movie. Yeah. I was thought that was a good decision. <laughs> Yeah, I after seeing how the other 3 are, this is definitely the most logical thing to do. Yeah. And so obviously we get two very upset brothers with this. We get Adrian and Cassius pissed and Nikki's pretty fucking happy.
3: Yeah. Nikki's like, "Oh my god, yeah. thank you."
2: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Angered by this decision, Adrian and Cassius travel to Earth to create a new hell by possessing religious and political leaders in New York City. So I'll, li- I'll leave it there for a little bit. Oh, sorry. As they leave, they freeze the entrance to hell, preventing more evil souls from entering and causing Satan to begin to disintegrate. To stop Adrian and Cassius, he sends Nikki to Earth with a silver flask that traps any- traps whoever drinks from it inside. So, oh, just noticed that. Yeah. We get a scene... Yeah, he obviously tells them, no, they're really super pissed. They are not happy. <laughs> no. <laughs> and he, this is where we get, okay, I've told you, now I'm busy. I have to go and shove a pineapple up Hitler's ass at four o'clock. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's such a strange bit of this movie, but I'm here for it. <laughs> Hitler's dressed in this French maid's outfit. Um, wanders over to this giant uh, cupboard full of pineapples and proceeds to pick the smallest pineapple. Gets told no and turns around with what must be a 20 kilo pineapple. <laughs> it's bigger than his head. <laughs> uh, and then
3: <laughs> I the case too. uh Javi <laughs> he originally is gonna shove it up flat flat side with the yeah. spikes up the top and then he's like, nah, I'll tell you what, I'll go spikes
2: first. <laughs> <laughs> Leaves up uh oh, and <laughs> Fucking hell. What is it he, then we get we get a scene a little bit later on and it's still before they've left and he's just having a conversation with Dan Marino and he's yeah. just telling Dan Marino that I can't I can't, <laughs> I can't have, take your soul for you to win a Super Bowl, Dan Marino. You're too nice. What yeah. are you gonna do after you finish? <laughs> I don't uh, know why. It's like well you did it for Joe uh, Name <laughs> <laughs> Oh fuck. No one's getting that right. Yeah. <laughs>
3: um and, and then <laughs> On Earth, is it Cassius or Adrian who takes over the body of the priest in? Uh, that's Adrian. Adrian. And Cassius is the mayor. Yeah. So I'm... Adrian's in the church as this priest, and he's like, he's asking people, "How does God exist?" Blah blah blah. And then this woman comes up. She stands up. She says, "God exists because he he helped my son get off drugs." And he just goes, "Hey, mom, I I know your son. He was better off on the drugs." <laughs>
2: That's a great one. It's it what is it is um God gave us the strength to have a baby after trying for 6 years. God didn't have that baby. <laughs> that was your best friend. <laughs> that was your husband's best friend. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck it out. you just ruined lives. It's no. great. But yeah, so, so they the two brothers they get to hell. The yeah. hell freezes over and the devil starts to die. Yeah. Yeah, as, and as they leave uh, they jump through the, the fires of hell. The hell it freezes over. Kevin Nealon runs to tell the devil. And after failing the devil, Hardy County decides to grow a giant pair of tits on Kevin Nealon's head. Yeah. This is so silly, but it makes me laugh. It's just, the, all the scenes of him wearing different bras are fucking gold. That's so funny. And uh, Rodney Dangerfield, who's, uh, who, who's Lucifer in this, isn't he? He's... Yeah, he's he's grandfather Lucifer. Yeah, he is like the devil, the de- the proper devil. Uh, then he just gets
3: obsessed with Kevin Eland throughout the movie. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't know if it was in the movie or if it was in the thing. He's like, oh, what, what did he say? He's like, I I, I want to take him back to my room and fuck those tits. <laughs> I, I that that line was in the documentary, but I don't know if he made it. Uh... Yeah, actually, he we're...
2: definitely said something about it but I don't know if it's quite like that on the road <laughs> oh, Rodney Dangerfield what a fucking man
3: the, the, the last time I saw two jugs that big some hillbillies were blown into them
2: <laughs> that was one of the best lines in the movie uh... oh, okay so then here we are they've gone to hell yeah. everything's going shit yeah, and they're they're, basically they're, they've
3: gone to earth <laughs>
2: sorry, yes <laughs> they've gone to, so the two brothers have gone to Earth and we get Nicky is being sent up um, with the flask he's being sent sent to hell with the flask to, yeah. to get them back and to restore normal order and we get, here we get the first scene of Lord Nicky coming out into Earth and he's in the New York subway at Grand Central Station <laughs> doesn't go quite well for him the first time around. he he dies <laughs> He dies <laughs> in 10 seconds. Uh, in fairness, they did spawn him onto a fucking underground railroad. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so he gets sent back to hell within 10 seconds, and they're like, come on now, let's stop fucking around. You've got a job to do. Stay out of the way of the fucking trains. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but we we keep getting this, so.
3: Yeah, cool. Yeah, it happens a couple of times, and then he just. What does he say? It's like. Um, I, I think my plan is to stay away from metal
2: objects that move. Yeah, it's like I'm going to stay away from anything large and metal that moves or something. Yeah. <laughs> and here we are introduced to one of the best characters in yeah. this movie, Mr. Beefy. <laughs> <laughs> so, what does it say? I love a good talking dog in a film. <laughs> I don't know why, like this, Men in Black. Like I don't know why I love a talking dog. <laughs> I uh, absolutely
3: hate for it. Uh, yeah, while learning how to eat and sleep, uh, he meets a possessed talking bulldog named Mr. Beefy, rents an apartment with an actor named Todd, and falls in love with a design student named Valerie. But yeah, Mr. Beefy is... He, he, I think he's the best character in this movie. Yeah, he's so good at this. I love him. He's great. <laughs> I, when when I was younger, I, I used to have a T-shirt with uh, the dog from Men in Black on it. and he just Oh, that... It, uh, Frank the pug. Yeah. It, it's, it's, oh yeah. He he's a pug, isn't he? He's not a bulldog. It's no, just... he's a pug. And then there's another bulldog in Um Van Wilder. Have you seen Van Wilder? I don't think I've seen Van Wilder actually. Uh, Part it, of Liaison. Yeah. So so in Van no, I've not seen it. In Van Wilder there's a bulldog and he has the biggest nuts you've ever seen on a dog. So they call him <laughs> So they call him
2: Colossus. <laughs> but I don't think he's a talking That's dog. So... Oh, nah, any movie with a talking dog, I'll, I'll fucking, I'm here for a talking dog. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, so we're introduced. There <laughs> we are. Um, Nicky has difficulty surviving on Earth and he's killed several times, landing in hell and returning to New York each time. So yeah, every time he dies, he starts again at yeah. Grand Central Station. Uh, while learning how to eat and sleep, he meets a possessed talking bulldog named Mr. Beefy. Yeah. Rents in apart with an actor named Todd and falls in love with a design student named Valerie. Nicky encounters Adrian but fails to capture him and scares Valerie away. And we get a fucking fantastic cameo in this. <laughs> which is a repeating cameo. <laughs> I I forgot I forgot this happened more than once. Yeah. I no, only thought it was one scene. No, it happens but two or three times. There's three yeah, there's three of these, so for anyone who doesn't know, Quentin Tarantino plays a character in this movie. He plays a blind priest who, for some reason, is the only person that knows that Adam Sandler's character is like the son of Satan. And just <laughs> what is it? he's 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 preaching? They're walking down the street and he's preaching some bullshit. And he turns around and he's he looks Adam Sandler in the eyes and he's just like, "God doesn't like you. You make the Lord very nervous." <laughs> <And> he run- <laughs> then, he, then he runs away. Doesn't he? He, he runs down the street and like barges 20 people out of the way and like falls down some stairs into the subway. Granny <laughs> Qu- Tarantino in these scenes is, is great. Yeah. He's, he's good as an actor in these little parts. He's so good. Yeah, no, this is good. Yeah, no. He, and then, uh, how,
3: <laughs> uh, how how did they get Quentin Tarantino to do this? I don't
0: know.
3: <laughs> how how did they get the king of feet, Quentin Tarantino, in this movie?
2: The king of feet himself. He does love. <laughs> he he does love feet, doesn't he? No. Uh, have you ever seen From Just Till Dawn? No. He he must have had the best time in the entire world. filming that movie. There's there's okay. I'll just say one scene is where Selma Hayek's like. Um, she's doing it she's like not she's not a stripper but she's doing like a performance dance on a stage yeah and she basically just comes over to him and sticks her tip like toes like in his mouth oh okay so he he, yeah he he wrote that didn't he he wrote that (laughs) yeah (laughs) he (laughs) did and there's also i think it's also the reason why in kill bill i can't is it volume one or two there's just that such a long scene of her trying to wiggle a big toe and it's made into this big thing. Yeah. But there's a lot of camera on Uber Thurman's V Yeah, he's got a few thing, uh, isn't he? He, he? he is he's very public about it. He's not he's not closed about it. No. Uh, not for me. Then, yeah. I, wait. Been, yeah. Oh we, we meet we meet Todd then, don't we? Played by We're not there oh, yet. Yeah okay. there. We've just we've just got a couple things, because 'cause we've got the uh the scene of we are to eat. <laughs> In the park. So the dog's trying to teach him how to eat. Because obviously he's never eaten before. So they buy Popeye's chicken. And he's just like, okay, so. You open your mouth. <laughs> I don't know, it's so weird. But he basically just describes, he's like. Now you chew. And you open up your throat hole. And let the food fall down. <laughs> you don't-, don't choke. <laughs> God, this is a weird saver. Uh, it's great.
4: Popeye's is fucking awesome. Popeye's chicken is fucking awesome.
2: Uh, and then immediately he runs into traffic. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, okay, we are got to go and find my brothers. And then he it just gets absolutely railed by a bus.
3: And this time when he goes back to hell, <laughs> he lands <in> Ke- and gets... <laughs> Ke- Kevin Nealon's there with like nipple tassels on, and Bigfoot's there, or, or whatever it is, like a Bigfoot type creature, yeah, some and giant monkey gorilla monster. Yeah, uh, uh, and then yeah, they're just they they they're just basically play with Kevin Nealon's tits, aren't they?
0: Yeah. And then <laughs> N- N-
3: Nicky's like, oh, don't don't tell anyone about this. And Kevin Kevin's like, I won't tell anyone if you don't tell anyone.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you got it. So there's one one little scene in it. All right, so they're obviously finding somewhere to live. He comes back again, and Mr. Peaky's like, all right, your dad sent me a load of money to get you a nice place on the the other side. But uh, I lost all of that. But
3: but (laughs) but I misplaced it.
2: We just get a scene in the dock, just being forced at all these balls and all these hookers and strippers. (laughs) I love
3: this. Oh. It's so good. The, 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 there's a shot of uh, Mr. Beefy's head just back on the stage. <laughs> yeah. he's, he's, get, he's getting force-fed like vodka, or whatever. They're just giving him the full dentist chair yeah. treatment,
2: like head back, and there's like eight bottles just pouring in his mouth. Oh. Fucking so good. And then, and then we get. Um, Then we get Alan Covert. Then they arrive at Alan Covert's place. (laughs) Do you know this character? uh, What's his name? Todd? Todd, yeah. Yeah. Um,
3: Adam Sandler rang up Alan Covert and he's like, Alan, I've uh, I've written a role for you. And he's like, okay, yeah, whatever you need me to do, I'll do it. He's like, okay, I need you to put on 40 pounds and shave half your head.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So, that was one of the little bits I saw in the behind the scenes. So... I watched this movie and I've never noticed this before until I watched it the other day and his hairline is so weird. Yeah, It's so important and I didn't, I never realised until today that it's literally put per- like, it, that's purposely done like that. I've never noticed that before and that freaked me the fuck out. Because
3: Helen uh, Covert was in um, he was in the behind the scenes footage as well and o- yeah. obviously he was filmed a little later on because all his head grown back and he's lost a lot oh, okay. of weight. Because okay. he's, he's a handsome guy. But Adam Sandler's like, oh, yeah, I, I just think it'd be funny that you look like this. And <laughs> Colbert was like,
2: yeah, I, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> Putting on 40 pounds. Yeah. Like, and you're not even the main actor in the movie. That's a serious commitment. I fucking love that. Because there, <laughs> there was a scene where he comes out in like his dressing
3: gown, doesn't he? Yes. And, and he's got a big pot belly. Like, he's got the full yeah. rock and dad board Jesus Christ he's put on weight but then obviously found out that he did it
2: for, for the movie it's so funny uh, that's commitment Unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> uh, then we get Alan Covert telling Nicky that he can't keep the dog there Yeah, and so uh, as he shuts the door he's got this doormat that says I love acting <laughs> he's like Well, you love acting, I love pissing. (laughs) This dog just pisses all over the dome.
0: Awful.
2: Okay, wait. There is also one more scene of this I'd just like to discuss before we head on. Go for it. And that's the sleeping scene. (laughs) (laughs) The Nikki... They're where he's asleep on the radiator, and he's just speaking in tongues. And Alan Cooper just is watching him, and then runs away, just screaming. <laughs> oh God! He's sleeping on he's sleeping on the radiator because Nikki's freezing in New York City, despite it being the middle of yeah. summer. Yeah. So we we get this like running theme of all three of those brothers. We we know it's them because they they're not sweat. They always need to be hot. Yeah. And they don't sweat.
3: Yeah. Yeah. It's um. <laughs> The three brothers, we got, no, four brothers, we got,
2: what, Cassius, We got two brothers and we, (laughs) and there's some guys coming to get them, and there's some cats, and then then, then these grandmas come from space, and it's called two, two brothers. (laughs) (laughs) Then there's, there's a giant spaghetti and marinara monster. (laughs) Not
3: fucking up. If anyone gets that reference, fuck it up. No, I, I, I just want I just wanted to mention the four brothers that don't sweat. So we got Cassius, we got Adrian, we've got Nikki, and we've got Andrew, yeah? Oh
0: yeah.
2: <laughs> 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 oh that was fucking gold. <laughs> I didn't know where you were going with that. <laughs> <laughs> oh fucking hell oh i've got to give you that that was incredible uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh that's a good that really got me good that fuck i wasn't expecting that <laughs> uh... all right I had to. all right <laughs> You had to. That was. I, I. would have been disappointed if you'd have told me you were going to make that joke and didn't. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Okay. Okay. Nikki. <laughs> Nikki encounters Adrian, but fails to capture him and scares Valerie away. Nikki then observes Cassius on television, uh, possessing the referee of a Harlem Globetrotters game. Nikki arrives at the. Oh, yeah. And then possesses. The referee, of the Harlem Globetrotters game. This, the Wikipedia plot, the yeah. synopsis for this is basically just flying through it. So I'm going to do a little bit at the time. Yeah, uh, we get this like the first major scene of the two brothers, about on TV. Yeah. It's oh, it's, no. This is before the TV. Sorry, this yeah, is the it, church sermon.
3: Yeah, but where does Cassius take over, Nicky? So, so we've mentioned the church sermon. So the, the, the church sermon is
2: like, now, This that's like this scene. Right, okay. And then where does Nicky run into Cassius? And the... He runs into Cassius at the baseball, at the basketball game, but he runs into Adrian on the street yeah. when he first meets Valerie.
3: Okay, yeah, let's talk about Adrian on the
2: street. Cause... Yeah, right. So we get like the little montage of them trying to find the two brothers where he's just asking everybody like,
4: hey, get in the flask. Hey, yeah. get
2: in the flask. Hey, you get in this flask. And everyone's just kind of telling him to fuck off. Yeah, yeah, and then so he meets. A, he falls asleep in the park, and his his flask gets stolen by. Oh, I've forgotten the name of the actor.
3: Uh, I I got it here, and um, but he gets.
2: Um, yeah, so he he gets his flask taken off him when he's falling asleep by in John, Central Park. John Witherspoon. John Witherspoon, who's the dad in Friday? Yeah, um, the Ice Cube movie. Yeah. So he's he's fucking hilarious in this. But he steals the flask and then l- the, we get introduced to Peter and, uh sorry, John Locker and Pete Dante. As John and Peter. As John and Peter. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, they just play two absolute crazy metalheads who just fucking love the fact that little Nicky is just the sort of saying they think it's the best thing ever. Yeah, uh, And so they wake him up and they're like, hey, thank God just stole your flask. <laughs> So we get, um, this is the scene, we get little Nikki trying to get his flashback and we get introduced to Valerie. Yeah. And then she gets him his flashback, they're chatting, they go and get ice cream, and then we get him running into his brother. Okay. Yes, okay. Wikipedia (laughs) Wikipedia skips out a lot. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Which, it's good, because I've made quite thorough notes. Yeah. But, so... And, I, I, <laughs> and I mean, that Wikipedia, and I've been no
3: notes at all, but <laughs> but then yeah, he gets possessed by Adrian after getting ice cream, doesn't he?
4: Yes.
3: And then he starts saying some shit to Valerie, and Valerie's basically like "fuck you" and runs away.
2: Yeah. So they he he tells her she he tells her she has a wonderfully heart shaped tiny. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I can't remember what the second thing he says is, or he's. Or oh, basically just says, the only thing I want to do is bang you. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and then when she's walking away, he gets possessed again, she turns around and he flips her off. <laughs> Classic. Fuck yeah. Uh... And then we get Tarantino again. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
3: <laughs> so, so we get Tarantino, he's in like a neck brace now, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> after he's fallen down all those steps. And he's basically saying the exact same shit as what he was saying before. Runs into Nikki yep. and then runs away
2: straight into a lamppost. Straight into a lamppost. Uh, and here we get. Um, we've got. There's a brief scene. He's just like, oh, I need to wait for Mr. Beefy to come back. He's seeing his contacts uptown. And it's just, just like a three second clip to just two dogs shagging. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. <laughs> yeah. Fucking...
3: yeah. <laughs> and then <laughs> after this then the the apartment then, aren't they? With Mr. Beefy and Nicky and Mr. Beefy's like, "Nicky, you got to learn how to use the power of the devil. You need to do yes. e- evil stuff to <laughs> to, to um what, what's the worst thing you've ever thought about doing?" It's like, I don't know, I've thought about taking a can of coke from the fridge cuz it belonged to Todd or whatever. Yeah, he's saying, yeah. Mr.
2: Beefy's like, "Oh, just go and fucking take one of those Cokes. He says, no, they're my roommates. I can't take them. It's like, you are the son of Satan. What the fuck are you talking about? Uh. <laughs> this this always made me laugh for some reason. Just him turning the Coke into a Pepsi. Yeah. <laughs> for some reason, I always thought that was just hilarious. So,
3: Mr. Beefy tell, tells Nicky that he can turn the liquid into whatever he wants to... Play, play a prank and be something. Yeah. and then so he turns the liquid, and then Todd comes out and is like, "Hey, what the fuck are you doing? Were you were you about to drink one of my?" Oh no! Todd comes out, and sees Mister Beefy Beefy on, <laughs> Beefy on <laughs> the sofa first, and Mister Beefy <laughs> just fucking jolts.
2: He's <laughs> out straight out to <laughs> the fire exit. He's, he's out to just... that. <laughs> he's like, "Oh shit!" I'm going to pretend I didn't see a dog on the couch right now because my brain just cannot process that. <laughs> but were you about to drink one of my Cokes?
3: It's <laughs> like, no, no I, I, I was just admiring it. It looks so beautiful. <laughs> and then and Alan Covert's Todd, he opens it, takes a sip, and he's like, this Coke tastes like Pepsi. And Mr. <laughs> <laughs> and Mr. Beefy just goes, you
4: turned a Coke into a fucking Pepsi?
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, forgot. That, I could y'all that scene makes me laugh every time yeah <laughs> and then then alan
3: covert says uh, tv in my room's not working can you come can i come out here and yes. watch the Glo- globe trotters game it's like something i've never seen before
2: yes and here we are and we get yeah. two Nikki then observes Cassius on television possessing the referee of a Harlem Globetrotters game. Nikki arrives oh Yeah. I won't say that. Alright. Nikki arrives at the game. Yeah. Okay.
3: Yes. Um
2: so yeah, they're obviously on T V we get here Dana Carvey playing the referee, who's uncredited. Yep. Uh D- Dana Carvey's Dana Carvey from first role Wayne in a while. Yes. I think it's may have been his first film since after Wayne's World 2? When does um, Master Disguise come out? That's
3: after this. It's after this. Yeah. He had a
2: a break. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, because Dana Dana Carvey didn't act. I think it's in the Wikipedia for this. I think it said um, this was the first role we had for a while. And then behind the scenes, they say, uh, when when he says, oh, Dana, we've got a role for you, but we're not sure if you'd come and do it. Yeah, Dana
3: Carvey has a podcast with um, David Spid Really? Yeah, and they just talk to guests It's, it's, it's pretty good
2: Apparently uh, David Tennant's podcast really good Oh, uh, uh, yeah <laughs> David Tennant? Yeah, I'm pretty sure David Tennant Yeah And he just gets like his friends to come on yeah. And he just chats to like his celebrity friends And they're like, sick They just have a chat yeah, but and it's just basically more down to earth than it would be as like a regular interviewer. I um, I, I've mentioned before. I've, I've been watching Doctor Who
3: again, and I'm on David Tennant and Catherine Tate series now. But I, I just I want to put this on the record: David Tennant's Doctor was a cunt to Martha.
2: Yeah, but that's the whole point,
3: though. He was, <laughs> he was fucking horrible to her.
2: Yeah, I I I agree. She got the shit end of the stick there. Yeah, big time. And she didn't deserve it. it, it I always thought she was a great companion. In yeah, fairness. she was always good. It,
3: it really annoyed me how uh, how bad he was treating her. Because she's,
2: she's good. Like she's yeah. good in her own right. She's not useless. No, she's just not Rose. Okay, <laughs> she's just no one's Rose. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but back to the ba- back in the room. All right. Back to the basketball game.
3: So the ref is just yeah. playing up, isn't he? He's just doing all these ridiculous calls, annoying the fans, annoying the globetrotters trotters. <laughs> yeah, it's just being a
2: massive guy. Yeah. Well
3: what what did one of the globetrotters say? He's like Come on, ref, we haven't lost a game in seventy six years. Yeah. <laughs> and we go- Come on ref <laughs> I yeah. I don't know who the harm globetrotters play no idea no I, I th- do they still exist yeah we know a Harlem Trotter. oh we do we do well ex Harlem Trotter, former we
2: have been equated with someone who was a previous Harlem Globetrotter
3: which I, I think is
2: pretty cool um I was I'm it was amazing until I forgot it, <laughs> I guess <laughs> uh yeah, I don't. Yeah, I have no idea who they play though. No, no idea. I, I think it's just. Oh, there you go. In June twenty one, the Globetrotters filed a position, filed a petition to join the NBA as a franchise, as an expansion franchise. So the Harlem Globetrotters want to be in the NBA. Supposedly,
3: isn't isn't the whole point of the Harlem Globetrotters that they just do? I I, I only know the Harlem Globetrotters from fucking Scooby Doo. If I'm honest with you, I, only, I
2: same and that that and Futurama. Yeah, <laughs> I have absolutely no idea what the club Do I know they play games? I don't know who they play against though. Yeah,
3: I think I think they just play games with
2: trick shots, pretty much. I'm sure it's, it's fun to go to see. Who do Harlem
3: Globetrotters play? The Washington Generals are American. Okay, yeah, um, team who. Play expi- exhibition games against the Harlem Globetrotters. Yeah, so the the Washington Generals—they're basically just a, a team set up to play against the Globetrotters, but they change their name all the time, so it looks like they're different teams. Ah, uh, okay. So that's what it oh. is. Yeah. The team has also played under several different aliases in their history as the Globetrotters uh, opponents. Yeah. So they play against the Washington.
2: a B-list Harlem Globetrotters, I guess. <laughs> oh, fuck him. All right, well, we can edit out about 10 minutes of this Harlem Globetrotters show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, we do get a great cameo here from Bill Walton, who is uh, NBA legend, if anyone knows who yeah. Bill Walton is. Um, there's, there's a really strange scene just before we get to this and it's, uh, one of the brothers is, like, possessed Regis. (laughs) And I can't remember what he says. He goes on and he's like, man, I just love killing hookers, or, like, (laughs) something absolutely insane. And then it just cuts away. Yeah, okay, yeah. It's weird, but it's funny as fuck. I I forgot Regis Philbin was, uh, yeah. Yeah, he's in this for, like, five seconds, says, like, I can't remember what the line is, but he says something crazy, and then he's not in it anymore. Yeah. Um, um, then at the glow, so glow we, game, yes. N- Nicky has to or also. Oh, god! Just yeah. Also, the one of the brothers has become the mayor of New York, and he's lowered the legal drinking age to ten. Yeah, and what
3: does he? Yeah. Ch- <laughs> what does
2: he change? The city motto to. He changes the city motto <laughs> from "Isle of uh, Isle of New York" to "Isle of Hookers. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's where I got the Regis line from. <laughs> Regis definitely says about killing someone, but the Isle of Huckers thing is something separate. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Fuck it out. I only brought that up it's because when we were at the, the Globetrotters game, they interviewed this random like 10-year-old kid in the crowd, and he <laughs> goes to the microphone and just goes, I came for the beer and the bitches. <laughs> 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 Oh fuck it out! Yeah, we just get um, this scene of Cassius has been. Uh, oh, Dana Carvey's playing a possessed referee, and he's just fucking up the game for everyone. And he can't yeah. be asked, so he's called halftime. Yeah, and then during halftime, <clears throat> and then yeah, we get a halftime show. Uh, so the the halftime entertainment is a half court shot. And if it gets made by the fan in the attendance, then everyone is getting free pizza. Yep. And the whole crowd is getting, like, basically becoming a riot. So they're like, you need to get this fucking free pizza. So This guy doesn't want to do it. Up steps little Nicky.
3: Yeah. D- do you know who the announcer is here? The guy with the ball? Y- yeah. No. Um, the announcer in the stadium is Frank Severo, who was the brother-in-law in the wedding singer. Oh, okay. Yeah, the, the one that was like, me and your sister, we, we used to be in love. Like, we we used to fuck all the time, but na- now we don't. <laughs> that guy, it's me, Frank Severo. Yeah. Oh, shit. I, ju- <laughs> I just wet my pants. It's me, Frank
2: Severo. <laughs> oh, right. God. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> I know, I did not recognize him at all. Um, so, he, he, right, he,
3: even the small bits in this movie are played by... People we yeah, we, like, we know and
2: the cameos are fantastic.
3: Yeah, I think we should le- read through a couple of them later on.
2: Oh, well, I, I will. I've got a list of some yeah. that I definitely want to mention, that, and some we obviously haven't got to yet as well.
3: Yeah. Okay. Let's carry on.
2: So that uh, yeah. So we get this scene of Nikki stepping up to do the half court shot. Yeah. Um. He goes to do it. He throws the ball. up, it's going in, and right at the last second, just before it goes in the hoop. Who do we get? We get the referee coming. Possessed man himself steals the ball and challenges Nicky to a one-on-one in front of the whole crowd at halftime. And so we get this scene of we get like Peter Dante and uh, John Loughran in the crowd and they're like hey man I think we're going to get to see a Satan fight
0: right
2: (laughs) now. That that, that was a pretty good Jonathan Loughran. (laughs) Thank you. Honestly, <laughs> I think he's great, and I, I, I wish he was in more Adam Sandler movies. Yeah, because he's he's not in many more. I think this period is when he's in the most. Yeah, and now obviously grown ups, but he's not in that many. No, but but then, not in a big role
3: either. But but then again, he might pop up, and we just never noticed yeah, when true. we were younger.
2: Absolutely, v- true. because I,
3: I can't wa- I, I can't remember him being in Big Daddy.
2: Like, oh no, I don't. Like, yeah, I remember
3: him being in Big Daddy. I, yeah. I, I remember dancing Covert in most of them, and where they, they pop up. But,
2: yeah. He, yeah, I'd say Jonathan Loughran's the one I'd recognise the least. Yeah. 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 But he's, he's great. He, and there's, he is. Um, so there's obviously a reason Adam Sandler puts him back in the movies. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we get this. They're getting the fight. Um, I wrote a note here that may be controversial, but this might be the greatest dunk of all time. This might be better than Michael Jordan. <laughs> no, I'm not kidding. This might be the greatest film dunk I've ever seen. I'm I'm, I'm putting it out there. I'm willing. I'm willing. To someone shout me and tell me I'm wrong and that Michael Jordan in Space Jam is iconic. But this might be the greatest dunk of all time. <laughs> so, Mike, Michael Jordan in Space Jam is where he stretches at the very end. Yeah. 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 Where his arm becomes thirty feet long. And what's this? This is when he's just he's fighting and he he jumps from like half court and he's just like screaming the entire <laughs> way he's flying through the air and then just <laughs> smashes the whole hoop and it just by blows up. He rips the whole rim off, the whole backboard yeah. comes out.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I think you have probably got merit to, to
2: I put that into question. Someone, if anyone listens to this, is a is a basketball fan. Go and watch those two dunks side by side. I'm right. I'm pretty <laughs> fucking sure I'm right. I'm I'm confident there. <laughs> <laughs> That's the hill I'm gonna die on. That's the greatest <laughs> on-screen dunk I've ever seen. Yeah. Okay. Right. And then and then we get little Nicky winning. He manages to. What does he say? He's um. Uh, his brother's like, how did you get this strong? Like, oh, it's this super devil juice that Dad gave. Him. Yeah. Like super devil juice. <laughs> Yeah, so he steals it. And he tricks him into. Uh, he tricks him into getting in the flask. Um, then we get Satanists John and Peter swear loyalty to Nikki. Yeah. That evening, Nikki goes to find Valerie and apologise. Yeah. Okay. One of the things I did like about this film is the pra- the pace is good. Like it yeah. just keeps going. Yeah. So before Nikki apologises
3: to Valerie, there's a scene in Todd's apartment and it's just all all the men just getting to know each other and they're
2: they're having a little celebrate because they've got one of the brothers
3: yeah they've got a cake yeah okay 10 minutes Uh, and then um, yeah so and then they end up eating Mm. space cake eating papa's chicken and then just talking about yeah talking about life and then
2: yeah so, so they're making the cake and then Peter Dante's character's like, oh, yeah, I'm the shitload of reefer I put in it. <laughs> and then Nikki goes, what, what's reefer?
3: What? <laughs> and the dog's like, oh, about $100 an ounce or whatever. <laughs>
2: it's just like 500 bucks an ounce. <laughs> uh, uh, and then... No, I,
3: they're all absolutely ripped as fuck. <laughs> yeah, and they're all talked about their love life. N- Nikki, yeah. Nikki's, um, saying about Valerie and then... <laughs> Mr. Beefy's talking about a sewer rat that he used to date. <laughs> and then... <laughs> to, uh, oh and then Todd is like... He's, he's talking about this girl and John just goes, is you're not talking about a guy? <laughs> <laughs> and then throughout the movie, Alan Covey gets called Liberace,
2: Elton John. <laughs> yeah, they just said the person... He's, they obviously imply that he's very, very homosexual. Yeah. <laughs> Which we don't get a definitive answer for. I don't. No,
3: think. <laughs> we don't.
2: But I, I, I think
3: this is probably. Oh, we, we'll 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 save it later. Later, I think that yeah, and then, <laughs> and then we get this beautiful shot of Nikki just looking at the window, and he's like, I, "I gotta go find her." And then Alan Cover just stood behind her. And then it like focuses on in on him.
2: He's like, <laughs> yeah you go get her and it's just he's, he's like, like go go to her <laughs> <laughs> well fuck it's so go good
3: yeah uh, <laughs> and then he goes find Valerie so he climbs, climbs up the thing and then he gets pepper sprayed
2: yeah so her. we get the wrong window just before we get there N- no I think he gets pepper sp- he goes up yeah t- and t- t- then he gets to the wrong window I- <sighs> no by um yeah does he yeah because he tells him he goes to the window and then he's like oh no valerie's two floors up one window over all right okay and and then he goes to the wrong window again yes when he's coming back up he goes to the wrong window again right okay (laughs) (laughs) this is (laughs) we get like essentially (laughs) buffalo bill uh what is is it howard clark is his name I forgot. No, it's... um. I, sorry, Clint Howard. Clint Howard, yeah. Clint Howard. Yes, I knew it was a Howard. And he, and he, um,
3: he plays uh, Nipples.
2: Yeah. I, basically, if you've ever seen Silence of the Lambs, just imagine what like Buffalo Bill is doing in his home by himself, just dancing. That is what he's doing in his apartment. <laughs> uh, and
3: then, yeah, he goes up to Valerie, he's like, knocks on the window, gets pepper sprayed, falls off the balcony... Yeah, so he falls straight off the
2: balcony and she's yeah. like, oh my god, no, please don't die. And right as he's about to hit the floor, he starts to float. Yeah. Because the butterflies in his stomach because... floating him back up to that balcony. Because of the way he feels about the.
3: Uh... <laughs> What's it? Valerie. Valerie. Yeah. And
2: then. Why don't
3: you come on over? And then they become friends again, don't they? Yeah.
2: Yeah, so a well, I mean, you see someone fly, you obviously know that there's something yeah. fucking weird going <laughs> on with them. And then yeah, they go for they make up and then they go for a little um a little hover a little fly, Peter Pan style with Wendy around uh, New York City. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. Um a whole new world, Aladdin style. Just without the carpet. <laughs> yes. Okay. Uh then yeah, so we get that scene then the day after so then we get to the morning after the following day adrian possesses the chief of police so they, the whole like the chief of the NYPD, yeah. the whole the big boss accuses nicky of mass murder nicky has todd kill him so that he can go back to hell ask his father for advice um but the devil is deteriorating so <clears throat> we get this scene he's just spent the night with valerie he's obviously having a great morning and he's going around unbeknownst to him his brother is made in public enemy number one. So yeah. <laughs> it's, and it's about a $50 million bounty on him. <laughs> and then we just get more and more people realizing who he is and just chasing him down the street. So Michael McKean is the <sighs> head of the
3: NYPD. So he, he's yes. back from like Cornheads and Airheads, whatever. Both of them. Uh, he's, the... he's, he's both of them, isn't he? He is, yeah, he, yeah. Is, he is back-to-back. Uh, and, and then, as as Nicky's walking home, people just start chasing after him, so we get a bunch of and then we get, like, Girl Scouts chasing after him, all after this
2: fifty million bounty. And there's... An, we get this... There's an inc- the, the first people that realise are this, this old Asian couple, yeah. and it's in subtitles, <laughs> and it's like, you grab him, I'll punch him in the dick till he passes out. <laughs> uh,
3: yeah. Uh, there's another... <laughs> there's a shot. In, G, what are you talking about? There's a shot the in this chase ch- scene, and it's just the fat guy. He's like, "Oh yeah, that's him. That's him." <laughs> so he starts to run after he's Like, oh, okay, I can't be bothered. So then, just goes to sit down on a box and eat the bar of chocolate. He literally gets two
2: steps in and turns around and sits back down. <laughs> uh, it's like you're not know going to be that lazy with fifty million dollars. Ah, uh, you are fucked. <laughs> Okay, we've got three minutes. Should should we end it there again? Uh, we could quickly go through the next bit. Yeah, go on. Just, uh, so we get Nicky, he's being chased by all the people, they get, he gets cornered down an alleyway, and he's like, okay, fuck, release the evil, release the evil, I need to use my powers, I need to get out of here. So he... Transforms himself into just. He basically. His body crumbles into all these little balls. All these little balls grow legs, and then he just becomes a, just a giant mass of spiders. And he's just a giant <laughs> river of spiders. Yeah. <laughs> this is gross. Yeah. <laughs> With like a, just a million little Adam Sandler heads on eight legs. Yeah. It's pretty crapsy, Joy. <laughs> Oh, it's terrible! It's proper. considering there's some better CGI yeah. in this as well. Oh, but there's some bad stuff. Yeah, no, this, this I remember this being terrible.
3: Like the practical stuff in this like, movie, even as a kid, is good. But yeah. the CGI, and then the spiders just they head back to Todd's apartment.
2: Yeah, so they he goes straight home, and then they see outside, and he's like, "Looks like that giant mob is following a giant trail of bunk shit." <laughs>
0: Yeah,
3: <laughs> and then Nicky's like, "Guys, you you, you need to kill me. I, I need to go back to, I need need to go back to hell to see my dad to ask him what I yeah. what I can do." So first, Todd, no, not Todd, Peter and John, they they slam Nicky's head against the counter, and Nicky's like, <laughs> that, "That didn't kill me. That just hurt really, really badly." <laughs> and then Todd's like, "Can I try? I I've really wanted to
2: kill somebody my whole life." I love this delivery that he because he makes it sound so creepy and so yeah. serial killer. He's like, "Can I try?" Always oh, wanted to murder someone. <laughs> it's, so, it's like he's getting a sexual thrill. It's so well acted by Alan Cooper. And, and then yeah, and then he's just screaming, crying, pitting him down under the bed. <laughs> <wall. laughs> <laughs> what is it? He's like screaming about his dad or something. Yeah. <laughs> he's just going oh, nuts. No. Okay those no, no, bully or something yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh. oh it's fucking good oh jesus and yeah so they kill nicky he gets sent back to hell and then he realizes that like oh shit his the devil is now i think he's what he's like a mouth and two hands at this point yeah or is he still oh, yeah no, oh is it this is where he's like half a person
3: no yes hmm. and then his ears fall off in the middle of the conversation and then he's like, "Yes, he still got his body." He's like, "Son, I can't hear you. I don't have any ears on." So yeah, Javi Keitel's ears fall off. And um, the character we haven't talked about is Blake Clark. He's here
2: as <laughs>
3: yes. Jimmy the Demon.
2: I can't believe we got that. Yeah, he's he's obviously not in this a lot, but he yeah he, he's in this. He's, he's very recognizable voice. Yeah, he, he's the devil, right? Right hand man, isn't he? Yeah, he's, he's what? He's called
3: Jimmy the Demon, I think he plays yeah. in this. He's Jimmy the Demon, and he had to wear this makeup. Ba- yeah, he's basically just like for... the, de- the devil's
2: like personal assistant. Yeah. <laughs> and we just... His makeup <laughs> works a- looks great in this, actually. It took like three hours to put on, apparently,
3: and it was t- 12 hours a day he had to wear it. And he's like, it's the most un- yeah, uncomfortable
2: true. thing I've ever done in my life. But yeah, everyone says like, I feel like every time there's an actor and they're in this horrifically, yeah. like Jennifer Lawrence for Mystique was the, that first movie. I think they were putting that makeup on it for like 12 hours by the third movie. She was like, if you want me to fucking play this character, you will put me in a blue bodysuit and fuck off. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. It, in in the last one, she's Mystique for like five minutes
3: and then she dies, doesn't she?
2: Exa- yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't even think I've seen that one. I don't think I've seen after Apocalypse. They did another one after that, and I, I've not watched it. I, I went to see Apocalypse. I might have
3: mentioned this before. I, I've, I went to see Apocalypse, and there was this woman. She was clapping at every single scene in the movie. So I, I left the cinema. and was like, give me a refund, please. And they gave me, like, a £20 gift
2: card. <laughs> I I, you have told me about this before, actually. That rings a bell. Yeah. That's cool. <laughs> That's so annoying, but at the same time, fair play about cinema because yeah. they obviously understood. Oh, she oh, she pissed
3: me off every single scene. She would just clap.
2: The worst they, that, they must have known as well because everything's on camera. Yeah. I, I, so they, they yeah. Right. Okay. Oh, fuck that bitch. Yeah. <laughs> if you're in a yeah. cinema, if you're in a movies, just clap when it's fucking appropriate. It's and it's never really appropriate to clap in a movie for fuck's sake. No. Like I understand if you're in the if you're in the film and like it's a big movie and someone's like woo or like a big thing happens, but fuck it out. Like it's a fucking movie. Yeah. Like <laughs> it's not like watching someone break a world record for fuck's
3: sake. <laughs> oh Okay.
2: Well, where, where were we? <laughs> I don't know, that's how I personally feel I feel like a cinema is like a quiet place. Not for oh, yeah. celebrating I I I think celebrate in so. the film. Unless it's a premiere. If it's a premiere, a little bit different. Sorry. We are up to killing Nikki. So they've they've killed him, he's gone back. And now Um I, I I've got a hit. Now they now they're planning to do the now they're pulling the
4: plan off.
3: Um so they're they're so they're, Peter... they're panicking that the deadlines come in. Yeah. And then Nicki's sent Nicky, back to Earth, yeah. Nikki figures out a plan. Yeah.
2: Okay. Um Yeah, sorry. Back on Earth. Nicky and his friends devise a plan to capture Adrian in the subway station. Um, Adrian discovers the trick and in an ensuing fight, grabs Valerie and dives onto the track as the train approaches but Nikki throws her aside, leaving himself and Adrian to be killed by the train. Yeah. yeah, so we he comes back with a plan. His plan is to lure his brother down to the subway exit um, saying that Nikki's coming back soon. Yeah. And when they're down there, they get all of his friends get arrested. Like um, Alan Covert's character gets arrested. Mr. Beefy gets arrested, and then the two rockers were led to believe have basically sold out everyone. Yeah. For the money, so they've gone and got the twenty uh, half of the money from the police chief to for Nikki. So they're down there. It's just them three left, and Michael McKean, police chief, notices that Jonathan Lawford is not sweating. Yeah. <laughs> in in a New York subway. And if anyone's ever been in the New York subway, it's hot as death, down. There. <laughs> you sweat like yeah. Uh Yeah, and so he figures out that it's Nikki. I really like this scene. in underground. I it's yeah. a good scene. I, I, I think, I, I think the set's really nice. We haven't even
3: spoke about the set. Oh, we'll do that later on. We, we will do that later on. But yeah, no, I, I, I like this scene. I think, I, 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 I honestly believed because i haven't seen it for so long i honestly believe that peter and john
2: double cross nicky i i can com- i thought the same i completely forgot that this was a twist yeah and I like oh those bastards oh like little twist yeah yeah completely forgot about that and then yeah yeah so uh, and valerie then valerie yeah. in this scene plays a little homeless person and she like interrupts and she's the one with the flask because so yeah. she like comes over and then the two rockers like oh what the fuck are you doing, you weirdo? And then just take the booze off her and then tell her to fuck off. Yeah, and then they. St- so, yeah. do you know.
3: Did John drink
2: here? Or oh, no? Yes. No. No. Uh, I think. Peter, Peter Dante takes a drink, but I think when. Little, I think when John Loughran drinks it, I think the lid's on. Oh, right, okay. Yeah. Because I was like, should Nicky get sucked into this? Yeah, because so, yeah, I, I think the lid's on because he's the one that takes a swig first, yeah, I think. Yeah, okay. Because he takes it from
3: Valerie. Yeah, and then Peter... Yeah, and then hands it to... Yeah. Hands it to Risi Vance. <clears throat> and then, yeah, he he realizes that something's up because John isn't sweating.
2: Correct? Yeah, he's, he's... Yeah, so he gets real close to him and he's about to drink and then he just looks and notices that one of them is sweating. Literally, like, Peter, D- Peter Dante is, like, dripping. Yeah. And Jonathan Lofford is completely bone dry. Yeah.
3: So... <laughs> and then... Yeah. That's because... Jonathan John is possessed by Nikki, so Nikki comes out of John's body, and then both of them have a fight, pretty much. But Adrian knows that Valerie is.
0: Yeah, so he
2: he sees Valerie behind the post, realizes that she was probably the homeless person with the flask, and like uh, drags like basically force pulls her. Yeah, force pulls her over (laughs) across the station, and then. uh... Dives onto the train uh, tracks with her. No, no. Obviously, he... no.
3: He was going to kill her, but Miss, oh, sorry, Mr. Yes. Beefy escapes. Yes. runs down and then. Yeah, so he lets off a gas grenade. From... Yeah, <laughs> 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 one of his balls or something. Yeah, and then he escapes. Escapes <laughs> the place, and then he's he's running down, and then he yeah. decides to shoot like a harpoon out of his asshole. Yeah,
2: he has like a crossbow yeah. bolt, and I think yeah. it comes. It's either you know, I think it comes out of his dick. Because he lifts up his leg like he's going to take a pee and then it shoots straight out. And then it, it shoots
3: Adrian in the leg and he falls onto the. Yeah. Yes,
2: yeah, so they fall. fall onto the tracks. They both fall onto the tracks. Yes.
3: Yeah. And then Mr. Beef is like, That hurt me more than it's going to hurt you. <laughs> that hurt both of us. <laughs> and then we get Nikki, uh, saves Valerie. Yeah, he ties on the track and throws her out of the way. And then Adrian and Nikki get hit by. The train. the train, yeah. Okay.
2: And, yeah, so here we get, uh, yeah, after, after arriving in hell minutes before midnight, Adrian begins taking over hell, so Adrian gets sent back to hell straight away, yeah. and he's by himself. Nikki's nowhere to be seen, no one knows what's going on, they both died at the same time. Yeah. Uh, this is where we get Harvey Keitel is now just a mouth and two hands. Yeah. And Reese, fans comes over, Kevin Nealon, <laughs> titty twits <laughs> Kevin Nealan to tell him what the fuck's going on. And Kevin Nealon tells him that if he removes his father's body parts from the chair, his father's too weak and he will become the new devil. Yes. Correct. So. And he, and he sits. Reese, Fans does just that. Yeah. And he sits on the throne and then. He grows his horns. Um. I can't remember what song plays in the background here. No idea. The soundtrack was incredible. Soundtrack. It was so good. Uh, Yeah. So we get him, and he becomes the new devil. He's now the devil. Yeah. It's at this point we get a shot of Nikki waking up in a field of flowers, and here we are. Meanwhile, Nikki wakes up in heaven, and as a reward for sorry. Wakes up in heaven as a reward for sacrificing himself And meets his mother Who is played by Reese With Yes, She's an angel and tells him that he can defeat Adrian With the inner light that he has inherited from his angel side So we find out that Nicky is Not the son of a goat Like his brothers have told him But in fact he's half the son of Satan And he's half angelic Yes, Which would make him 100% angelic That makes no sense <laughs> True. The devil's an angel So yeah, okay. you know Yes, he is. Um, yeah, right. <laughs> we get that. Uh, and then, yes, so he meets Reese Witherspoon, and she is with two of her friends. Uh, the One of them is Adam Sandler's wife. Correct. The I believe it's the redhead lady. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure who the brunette is here, though. No idea. But basically, yeah, they turn up, and his, his mum is just like, she's a woo girl. She's essentially Reese Witherspoon playing Br- <laughs> legally blonde. Yeah. But in heaven. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, yeah, so he's... he's they. She's, he finds out that he's um, half an angel, or his mum's from heaven at yep. least. And then we get a fan-fucking-tastic cameo. <laughs> yep. <laughs> we get a great callback to a Prime movie, here, which I never understood this, but like, obviously as a kid you don't understand it as much. But I was like, what the fuck is he doing
3: here? <laughs> so... We get, we get Carl Weathers back as Chubbs.
2: From we do get Happy Carl Weathers back as Chubbs. He is now the, what is the aerobics instructor? No, he's a mambo instructor. Mambo instructor. Or oh, salsa? Yeah. Yes. And he's once again back because his mambo is all in the, sorry, his salsa is all in the hips. Yep. <laughs> and we get it. He gets his famous line again, yeah. which uh, it's a good cameo. I really like it. I, I enjoyed it as well. And and it's nice to know that second best can in be on the movie. And
3: it's nice to know that Chubs went to uh,
2: heaven. Yeah, of course, he's he seemed like a good lad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So we're in they're in heaven. Um, now they. Oh, sorry, I'm just finding out where I am in the board. Yeah. So she gives him a mysterious orb and tells him that he can win, but if shit gets really serious, then he has this like magic orb uh, that. God has given to Reese Witherspoon to get yeah. to him. And basically, X-Mac into the day. Yes, pretty much. Um, yeah. So we get... He's then transported to Central Park. And we get the scene of Adrian's like ascension. So he's... Basically, the Black Palace has erupted through the ground in Central Park and it's become hell. Correct. And everyone in New York has decided that it's the new party place. So everyone's just getting fucked. It, it's...
3: So it, it is like a rock concert. I, 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 it is, I, I'm yeah. going to tell you something about this later on because the set design is fantastic in this movie th- throughout. Like hell is yeah. r- ridiculous, but I, I'll speak about it. Hell is incredible in this. Yeah, but like you really, but like it genuinely looks like there could be that Yeah, it's or at least this version. It's cr- crazy. Okay, and then in, in Central Park, what what,
2: what happens here? <laughs> so. Adam, uh, yeah, so Adam Sandler arrives and is immediately set upon by all these little, what are they, just like minions of hell, yeah, I guess. little gargoyle thingies or whatever, d- little demons. He, so he, he uses his newfound inner light so he's released the good instead of releasing the evil and he, what does he do? He gives them, he makes some of them really happy with butterflies. He gives some of them like a bunch of bunny rabbits yep. and, <laughs> and he just summons the world's biggest box of Popeye's chicken
3: (laughs) for the rest. Yeah. And then the ones who get the Popeye's chicken, he explains to them how to eat. So he's like, okay, you just put it in your mouth and just rip it off and then chew. And so one of the demons, they do that to a piece of Popeye's chicken and then we cut to a demon who's just done exactly the same to a bunny rabbit. (laughs) (laughs) He's
2: just chewing the rabbit's here. Like, no, not you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you guys. <laughs> so yeah, he then obviously they have all turned good. Yep. And he gets them on his side and he goes on a march to the throne. Yes. Uh where are we at now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So he goes and confronts uh his brother, who has summoned Henry Winkler yep. and then covered him in bees. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for some reason. I can't remember
3: why he does this. He's like, oh um, He's just like, let me introduce you to American superstar and Amer- American national treasure, Henry Winkler. And Henry Winkler just comes out and is like waving, everybody's cheering, and just goes, covered in bees! <laughs> <laughs> <And> then,
2: <laughs> Henry- it's actually great. Henry Winkler just gets covered in bees. <laughs> and we get this scene and he's like, I'm about to show, uh, Reese fans as the devil is now, is saying, I'm about to show you horrifying and things that you couldn't possibly imagine. And we just get this one shot of uh, nipples in the crowd <laughs> just rubbing himself up and down and he goes back and he's, he says this like, well, maybe not that horrible, but certainly pretty bad. Yeah. Um, yeah, so all the crowd then realise that he's actually the devil. They're all going to die very soon. Yeah. And we get the last shot of Quentin Tarantino again Yeah, in the crowd, yeah, okay. and he's like,
0: Oh, fuck!
3: I guess we really are all gonna burn!
2: And he just starts screaming. <laughs> he just
3: legs it. Well, then, uh, after this, a big fight breaks out. But as the fight's happening, we've got Peter, John, Valerie, and... Mr. Todd Todd, and Mr Beefy all, and, and Mr. Beefy. all <laughs> trapped on like giant spikes yeah. ha- having a wedgie and they're all complaining about
2: it. do go by
3: wedgie. <laughs> they're all complaining about it. <laughs> and then, like, oh, this really hurts my ass. This really hurts my ass. And John just goes to Todd like, I bet you're loving this feeling, aren't you, Elton
2: John? <laughs> <laughs> right. Those kind of jokes are great because they just they don't hurt anyone but they're just funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like just childish humor. It's great. And then
3: Adrian and Nicky get into a big fight. Like yes. There's fist fights, uh, there's pillow
2: fights, there's everything happening. That pillow fight's fucking so funny. Yeah. <laughs> he's just it behind his eyes like I'm asleep. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so what? It's great. And then, so, then they both end up. Uh, he ends up tricking Nikki into getting into the flask, but Nikki grabs him, and then they both end up in the flask with Cassius. Yeah. Cassius then is now pissed because no one's let him out, and Nikki put him in, so he's beating the shit out of both of them. Yeah. And we get Nikki finally crawling out, triumphantly, out of the flask. And he shares a kiss with Valerie. To a hero's cheer, and he shares his first kiss with Valerie uh-huh unbeknownst to her there's about eight inches of tongue down her throat because surprise surprise it's his brother adrian Fre-
3: Fre- freddy Krueger style from uh a nightmare on elm street 3 dream warrior mm. oh i think that's number three Ah, uh-huh. yeah where freddy Krueger's the nurse he gets topless and then he kisses jimmy yes and then the tongue
2: Fuck, those get so weird in between like four, <laughs> five, six, and seven. Like, there's some strange <laughs> shit in Nightmare on the Street movies. I'm uh, uh, sorry. All right, back to this. We're, we're almost at the end. There, yeah, I know yeah. this one's probably taken us a long time, <laughs> but I've enjoyed the fuck out of this. Uh, we, yeah. So he is out. Adrian's now. He's the devil. He's back out. Everyone's like, oh fuck, what's going on? So he turns himself into a bat. And he starts flying around the, like, the whole crowd. And he's like, oh, I'm the fucking devil. In two minutes, everyone's going to die. our oh, Earth's going to be hell. It's going to be great. And at this point, we get Valerie summons... Summons Nikki out with the power of the butterflies. Yes. The all-powerful butterflies. And Nikki realizes that he still has his magical god weapon. Uh-huh. And at this point... This this is the greatest <laughs> cameo in any Adam Sandler movie. Right, okay. I, I feel so strongly about this. I think this is honestly one of the best cameos in movie history. Oh. It's purely for the fact of what happens as well. Yeah, okay. So here we get a scene. We get, we get Adam Sandler. He drops, he drops the orb on the floor. And Lucifer himself comes out, we get Aussie fucking Osborne. <laughs> and as we all know how this goes, Aussie Osborne comes out, grabs that fucking bat, and bites that fucking bat straight off with some very much encouragement from Rob Schneider in the background. Yep. And it's the best fucking cameo. Oh, I love this yeah. so much. I cannot believe they got Ozzy Osbourne for I, this. I, I
3: also love Rod Snyder's cameos <laughs> in the movies. Best best cameo ever. <laughs> hey,
2: the Townie is. <laughs> He's integral. Yeah. I cannot believe they got Ozzy Osbourne for this. And I cannot not, not believe the they got him to fake bite a fucking bat's head off again. <laughs> uh, in that behind the scenes
3: documentary, they. they go into Ozzy Osbourne and he's getting interviewed and he was like oh yeah before coming on to this movie I was always so scared of acting because I, I'm not an actor I'm 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 whatever blah 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 and then he just goes but it wasn't so bad I just realized if you fuck up they just do it again <laughs>
2: <laughs> I need to watch that because that sounds amazing yeah, it, it was oh, fucking. it was a good documentary I'm going to watch that as soon as we finish, probably. I fucking love Ozzy. This is an incredible cameo, and it fucking deserves as much praise as I'm giving it. Yeah, and then... And then, we, so, yeah, we get Adam... We get Rob, Rob he, Schneider. He wins. Oh, yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Rob Schneider. Rob Schneider goes...
3: Three times, twice, he says, you can do it. You get, for, yes. You can do it! Kick him in his hairy balls! And then... <laughs> you can do it! Bite his
2: fucking head off! <laughs> you can do it, Ozzy! Bite his fucking head off Best line of the movie probably. <laughs> but honestly this scene yeah. I think you could probably tell on my yeah. <laughs> credit <scene. laughs> Um Then we get on this makes it only makes it better because we get like he obviously spits the head in we're all winning, they've got to get back to hell, but they've got to kill Adam Sandler. Yeah. And then Ozzy Osbourne just turns up off the side of the screen with the giant rock they killed him with before, and he's like, here, use this. And it's like the softest voice ever. It's fucking hilarious. Oh, could, oh, I fucking cry. Oh. It was so good.
3: Uh, yeah. But then before realising, before they kill uh, little Nicky, they realise that he's got to do something evil, or he's gonna get sent to heaven again. <laughs> so <Yes. laughs> little Nicky just looks <laughs> over at a Henry Wink- uh, Winkler who's covered in like hives and everything, and just goes, <laughs> 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 "He's like, I'm sorry." And then, yeah, <laughs> Henry Winkler gets covered in bees <laughs> again. <these men.
2: laughs> this is so dumb, but it, honestly, it's so funny. <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh, fucking
2: hell. Yeah, so we get him. He gets back to heaven. Sorry, he gets back to hell. He's got both his brothers. So they have to come back at the exact same time, yeah. which is the biggest, like, roadblock. He gets them back, both in the flask. They're all three back at the exact same time. Now, the devil is restored. Harvey Cartel is back. Yes. When we get here. Uh, when his brothers captured, Nicky prepares to save his father. After covering Henry and Bees, they go back to there. Uh, she kills him in hell. Satan regains his body and suggests that Nikki stays with Valerie. Get yeah. back on Earth. So he has the line here of "Your mother's got upstairs covered. I've got down here covered. How about you take the middle?" Yes, he, and he's like, "Nikki, you need to go back.
3: I once left those. Uh, I I let those buff- butterflies die once." And as he's saying this, Holly, his, Nikki's mother's watching from heaven. Yes, and then he's like, "Holly, I still still love you." Blah blah blah, and then Sanders' wife just goes, He's still the biggest horn dog I've ever met. It's like, Ah, yes, he is.
2: <laughs> yes, he is. Oh, fuck, I love this. Yeah, so then we, we get this wrapped up, and in classic, like, early 2000s, late 90s movie, we do get the, <laughs> the closing title card. Yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't actually note these down at the time, but I did note them um, afterwards, so I don't know if I got all of them. Yeah, okay. Well, the first one we get is we get Nicky is now he's working at an, uh, a Popeye's. So he's in like his full Popeye's outfit yeah. walking through the park. They've had a kid. The kid has been suspended from like his nursery group because he turned a different kid's milk into Moose Yeah.
3: So, so when we we're first introduced to this kid, this old woman comes up to them in the park and he just goes, <laughs> oh, you're a little angel, aren't you? And <laughs> Mr. Beefy just goes, he's only a quarter of angel.
2: <laughs> and then she just looks at the dog like, what the fuck? <laughs> this is incredible. Yeah. Uh, sorry, the next one we get, uh, we get the two rockers who are now $25 million richer because they only got half of the money. Yeah, uh, uh, They bought Led Zeppelin's old touring plane, um, stocked it up fully, and immediately crashed it, died and are now living their best life in hell. And yep. never been happy. In yet. Nikki's old room. In Nicky's old metal decked out yeah. room, um, we get one of them is Todd. He's then, he gets his own show. It's a one-man show, and only one man came to see it. That man was Nipple. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the long distance didn't work between the devil and Holly. Um, he got into a relationship with the Blair Witch and Cher. Yeah. And in uh-huh. possibly my favorite bit of this whole entire yeah. movie... We get yeah, I I honestly forgot this was in there, and I loved this. Uh, we get Reese Witherspoon is very happy with her new aerobics instructor, and it just comes up a few seconds later. Yeah. Chris Moy, yeah. and uh, that made the movie so much better for me. Same. Just that being like the last thing yeah. was oh, that was that uh, yeah. No, yeah, th- th- that that really hit a spot.
3: <laughs> yeah,
2: that that was. I really like. I I, I like that as well. I, I thought, that and was then in. I think. I've... That was the best touch. Yeah. That was a really good touch. And the last one I think we get is Mr. Beefy as hooked back up with Heather, his, his first girlfriend, who was the sewer rat, and they have had five very strange-looking offspring. <laughs> there's like three bulldogs with rat heads, and three bulldogs. And, sorry, and three rats with and two rats <laughs> bulldog with bulldog heads. heads. <laughs> yeah. Oh. And then we get the credits, and that's the movie. That's it. Th- there's good. Fucking god, I love this. I, I, so I, I much. enjoyed
3: that.
2: I really enjoyed that. <laughs> On oh, no, right, this is I forgot I forgot how much I liked this movie. And I'm so happy I watched it. Yeah. I'll be watching this again very soon. I, I told
3: you in the week that I was so worried yeah. to watch this because I knew all, all I remember was Sandler's voice and go. Yeah, no, that's
2: fair. But no, I, I I I did I did think about that. I I was worried it was gonna get a bit much.
3: I, I, I did thoroughly enjoy it. So, yeah.
2: This, yeah, um, this is my favourite Adam Sandler movie. And watching it again has only reaffirmed that. I love this so much. It's... So much. (laughs) It's
3: such a big, big improvement done last week. Right, what we like to do is we like to rate our movies that we've just watched on a certain number of sandbags out of 10 and let the people know what kind of flood our sandbags could stop. So, Matt... Your highest so far is Happy Gilmore with a nine point four. Yeah. What would you be giving, Little
2: Nicky? This is a ten. I don't give a fuck. There's, there's no movie unless unless Uncut Gems and Hustle are that good. Yeah. There's nothing better than this that I'm gonna watch. Like I love all these other movies coming up. Don't get me wrong. I fucking love The Longest Yard. Yeah. I fucking love Fifty First Dates. Two of my favorite films. This is a 10 and this is the best one I don't care And the flood that this can stop is the flood of daiquiris That it takes to get Hollywood (laughs) Okay Um, I'm not going to go Quite A 10 I didn't think you would (laughs) No uh, this is my favourite sound of the movie And it deserves it It deserves my rating I've given
3: I've given Happy Gilmore an 8.6. I don't think I can go as high as that. And I've given the That's water boy an 8.2. Let's have a look. So, and then 8.2, the next one down is the Wedding <laughs> Singer with a 7.7. So I think I'm going to give this a 7.9 out of 10. Nice.
2: Okay, I could, yeah. And Slots in nicely. Yeah,
3: and my 7.9 san- sandbags could stop the flow of Super Devil Juice it takes to help... <laughs> sandler make a half court <laughs> shot
2: <laughs> Nice. No. Uh, i have some i do have some trivia for this um should we do our creme de la scene yes we should first right.
3: actually. okay another thing we like to do is we like to talk about our favorite scene in the movie and in our segment called creme de la scene because creme de la creme means best of the best so we try to rhyme that as much as we possibly could I think we're going to have to do another another meeting now. I think we are. <laughs> um, so, Matt, what was your favourite scene of this movie?
2: I think we've just thoroughly covered which one. And I'll happily say it again, my favourite scene in this is Ozzy Osbourne coming out at the end and biting the head off that bat. Yeah. Just, like, the Ozzy coming out and the fact that it's fucking Ozzy Osbourne. <laughs> yeah. The fact that he's biting the head off a bat and we get a great Rob Schneider cameo. Second, <laughs> it like squeezed in there as well. And then he comes back for a little, little bit extra. Yeah, that's my favorite scene. Um, my
3: favorite scene in the movie. If it, if it yeah, if it wasn't that, I do have another yeah, one for no, you. No, um, my favorite scene in the movie is when they're all in the apartment together for the first time, and they're just talking about life, and it is just watching, Well, four best friends and a dog. Just yeah enjoying themselves making this movie and having a laugh and it just felt it just felt like they were having a good time and, i felt genuine yeah
2: and that was the scene i was gonna say yeah <laughs>
3: I, I think that was my favorite scene in the movie because it was just four best friends having a good time making a movie that's what i feel sandler's movies are all about it's just him and his mates just enjoying themselves having a great time yeah, yeah absolutely uh, b- before we get into trivia <laughs> I, I just want to read these
2: cameos out yeah because there's a fucking lot. Yeah, okay. Um, so we've been through... I'm, I, I know we have... Sorry, just before you do it, yeah. I know we have talked about this movie a lot, but there's also... We missed out a lot on this. <laughs> I, yeah, there's certain things I just was like... I'd skipped out because yeah. I just thought we were talking about <laughs> Um So uh, let's just start with... Sorry, Return of...
3: Um... Fuck, where, where should I start? So we've got R- Reese Witherspoon as Nikki's mother... We got yeah um returning Alan Cover, Jonathan Locker Peter Dante, Blake Clark, Kevin Nealon, all from Sandler Films before. We got Dana Carvey from mm-hmm. uh Waynesville as the ref, we got Michael McKean returning, um Jackie Sandler, um then we got Clint Howard, John Lovett, Dan Marino, Ozzy Osborne, Regis Philbin, Rob Schneider, Quentin Tarantino, Bill Watton. Uh, John Witherspoon, Carl Weathers, Henry Winkler, and then George Wallace and Fred Wolfe all in this movie.
2: Is there any cameos that there? there's? There's so many. I, there's so many. I don't think there's not off the top of my head that I think think you missed out there. But yeah, there's so many. And 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 the kid
3: and <laughs> kid in the Harlem Globetrotters game is uh, is the kid from Are We There Yet with. Uh, ice cube. Oh, nice. Okay. Okay. I've not seen <laughs> that in a very long time. That was um <clears throat> the first time I was introduced to Ice Cube because my dad dad took me to see it because he was a big NWA fan and yeah, in the 90s.
2: So he went to go and watch. Are we there yet? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, Fuck it out. All. all right. I have there's a lot of trivia for this. Yeah. Um, I have some. I If anyone wants to read it more, um, I'll read more. The IMDb, the trivia on IMDb for this movie is actually really good. Yeah. There's quite a lot of it as well. Um, I'll just run through a few things. That I These are the ones that I grabbed and was like, these are either really, really interested or the ones that I liked most. Um, so, Adam Sandler's real-life dog named Meatball is the son of Mr. Beefy. Yeah. And that dog was his best man at his wedding. That's amazing. I didn't know that. I I, I'd, I, think I'd read that his best man was at his wedding, but I didn't know that his dog was the dog <laughs> from this, or the son yeah. of the dog from this. That's sick. Um, Dana Carvey, I think you know this because it's in the behind the scenes, Dana Carvey broke his ankle while filming the scenes for the basketball yeah. game. <laughs> and was on crutches. Um, this is the fourth Adam Sandler movie to have a love interest with the initials VV. Yep. That's weird. I didn't know that. And I looked and was thinking, I'd never even noticed that before. I, and I think... So we have... Sorry, I, I well. think there's a couple more coming up as well. I think there is. I, yeah. Um. So we got, in order, uh, Veronica Vaughn from Billy Madison, Virginia Vanek, Virginia Venet from Happy Gilmore, yep. uh, Vicky Ballancourt from The Waterboy, and this character from Little Nicky. Uh-huh. And so just one last thing here as well. Uh, this is more on to the Chris Farley thing. Uh, it's just saying about during the closing set, it's flashed to the character's whereabouts are explained. Um, and they announced that Chris Farley is the aerobics instructor, obviously referencing a very famous like skit he did on Saturday Night Live, yeah. like back in the day. I also think, i made note of this, that fat guy, that was written for Chris Farley, even though he was already dead for three years. That fat guy in the mall, yeah. that scene, yeah. there's no doubt in my mind that they wrote that for Chris Farley, despite him being dead it, since 97. No, yeah. Like, no doubt. I, there's no chance that wasn't written for him.
3: Uh, yeah, I, I think that's, that's fair enough to say. Um, A, a couple of things, tri- trivia that I took from the... Uh, a little uh, documentary I watched. So at the time, this was the most that this studio had spent on on uh, sets and on CGI. Just because of
2: that makes sense. Just yeah. because of how
3: big it was, and like the imagery came from like all medieval pictures depicting hell and whatnot. And the set designer for this, Ozzy Osbourne, was so impressed with what he did and what he saw. When he was making cameos he asked the set designer for this to create the set designs for Ozfest in 2000
2: no way that's uh, yeah. fucking sick that's sick as fuck yeah uh, that's so cool and,
3: and then they, they were saying the costumes as well there was ne- the studio had never done as much detailed costumes as what they did this before they wanted Reese Vans and Cassius to look like all flamboyant and big like royalty but they wanted um, the devil to look more like an Eric Flynn type character to depict yeah. the different time periods that these actors were coming from or whatever,
2: and then I think it it definitely works out well as because they're like this wardrobe design for those two brothers is really good. Yeah,
3: it it's fantastic. Like him,
2: him sat on that post box like with his legs crossed with that giant flowing like red fucking cape jacket. Yeah. That is absolutely sick.
3: It is. It, it's, it's so good. The, the, the sets, the costumes, everything in, in this is so... It's so good.
2: It's, like, right at the start, that... Op- like, I think it's pretty... Oh, it's obviously CGI, but that opening scene we get at the Black Palace is sick. Yeah. And... It, like, where they're flying through hell and you just get, like, the Black Palace just comes into view. It's so cool.
3: At the moment in time, the guy who did the CG for this, he was like, this is the movie that I've used the most green screens on
2: ever. Really? Yeah. Oh, well, I guess actually they do have quite a bit because you don't realise like they have the people pulling out the noses yeah. and they have like the people that the mouths and even the dog's mouth as well.
3: Yeah, they they have quite a bit
2: and then yeah CGI puppetry with like Harvey Keitel's
3: mouth as the devil and changing the dog and Sandler said about this movie, he was like I want to try to include as much CGI as possible but I don't want to be like George Lucas and be a pioneer in the thing so we just come up with stupid ideas and if they say they
2: can do it, we'll just do it. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> That's fair enough. Yeah, yeah. Let's, yeah, let someone else be the vanguard of that yeah. and let them, let someone else make the Phantom Menace. Right. Do you have any, anything else to say? Because
3: if not, we're going to have to come back.
2: I don't think so. I, uh, I think I've got everything out on my notes that I wanted to. Okay. Just other than that, this got nominated for five Razzies and lost, I think, all of them because Battlefield Earth came out the same year.
3: Yeah, that's fair enough. Right. Should we try to finish this in less than a minute? Or we might have
2: to come back. Let's finish this in less than a minute. I think we might have to come back. Right. I've got nothing else. This was an absolute blast. Go and fucking watch Little Nicky immediately.
3: Yeah, watch this movie. Um, It's fantastic. Um, thanks for listening follow us on social medias uh, at so on twitter and instagram uh, leave us a five star review on apple podcast and spotify send us an email at so sandrose at gmail.com and apart from that I've got nothing else to say bye
2: nailed it see so you later next okay, week bye bye fucking hell that was good
3: that was good I oh, fucking love it. Oh.